Welcome everybody to another episode of Input Output. We are here once again giving you some fighting game opinions, some fighting game takes. I hope that's what you're here for. If not, you're at the wrong podcast. So, <laughs> we're joined as always. <laughs> we're joined as always by our co-hosts, who are much better than I, Mr. Gaming Lift and Mr. MC Amazing. How are you gentlemen doing today? What's up, good people? How's it going? Another Friday. You know what that means? Put out for the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, been kind of a slow week. I mean, it's been some news this week. Um, you know, working fighting for tickets. So, you know, we got these topics. We're about to go ahead and uh, tap these topics. I'm gonna hand off to my boy, Amazing. Thank you, Mr. Gaming Left. Hey, everybody. How you doing? You know who it is. It's your boy, MCE Amazing. And today we're doing yet another episode of Input Output. As always, we're glad to be here hanging out with you guys, just uh, talking about all types of awesomeness in terms of the FGC. You know, we're here with my boys, Mr. Gaming Lift and Rexon Max. As always, make sure that you guys check out the Patreon. Um, you know, check out all those spicy, spicy stuff we got waiting for you all, all up in there. We got like, you know, behind the scenes looks. We got bloopers. We got the Hard Reads podcast. We got the Plus French podcast. I mean, it, there's so much chock full. I mean, you're doing yourself a disservice by not checking it out. Definitely give yourself, do yourself a favor and go check out the Patreon. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to our boy, Rexon. Rexon, how are you doing today, sir? I had some bloopers of you from uh, TVFGC News that I forgot to put on the Patreon that you just reminded me to do. So I appreciate that, E. Uh, everybody always gets a good laugh from the bloopers but uh, I'm doing good today you know uh, switched it up you know instead of wearing black or gray I wore a blue shirt today you know blue tista if anybody gets that joke but uh, yeah it's just another great day to you know I'm just happy to keep doing this man you know out of all the things that I do and put my hands in I could say fighting games is, is you know definitely like top three and it ain't three you know, of the things that I do, <laughs> of the things that I do. So, you know, it's, it's just always know that just that in today's time, it exists platforms where you can actually come and talk about fighting games. And, you know, people don't be like, you know, so, well, some people still say you're wasting your time, but they're wasting their time telling me that I'm wasting my time. So we could go ahead and just move right into our topic. You know, I like to keep stuff short and sweet and to the point. So for our first topic, uh, Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown was announced. Now, it's going to be called Virtual Fighter Esports in uh, Japan, I believe. But, you know, for the rest of the world, especially over in the West, it's going to actually be called Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. So the cool thing about one of the cool things about this game is that uh, not only with the updated graphics and things of that nature, you can actually set it into a mode where you can go play it in the old school pixelated you know, looking like you're playing on the old fat bat Macintosh uh, computer <laughs> that you can, like, play the game in and stuff like that. But one of the downfalls that we heard is there will be no rollback netcode. So that's kind of uh, disappointing, uh, which is self-explanatory in the time that we're in now. So we'll go ahead and hand it over to the panel, uh, starting with Virtual Fighter's biggest fan, Mr. Gaming Lift. Um, how, what do you <laughs> feel about this? So... My first thought was that this was going to be like a totally new Virtual Fighter. That was my first initial thought. Same. And then when I found out that it was just Ultimate Showdown Remastered, pretty much, I was like, I, mean, I guess that's cool. I mean, 
the new visuals are kind of dope. Um, I don't, it's you know, it's not quite like on the level of tech, and I would say, but it's it's definitely an improvement on the visuals. Um, just like the, the texture, the skin, the characters look. The the original version of Ultimate Showdown had like a, a, a almost like the shiny kind of look to them, but they look more like realistic in this one, which is actually a lot better. Um, yeah. Um, so here's my thing with it being virtual fighter esports in Japan, like, and not having rollback, like, I, <clears throat> well, I guess because that's the, the day and age we're in right now, with you know a lot of stuff being online, I would think that rollback would have been one of the first things that they would have thought to do for the game. I don't know, but I guess maybe at the time that they made the game, they were thinking like, well, everything's gonna be opened up, so we're just gonna play this game offline. Um, so I don't know, like when this game came into development, but I, I first, I think we first heard about this what last year, if I'm not mistaken, maybe last year or sometime. It wasn't too long ago. Um, yeah. So I would think that in the, the environment that we're in now, with a lot of stuff being online, that rollback would have been uh, a great idea to implement into this game. And I mean, with Sega, I don't know if Sega's struggling necessarily. I mean, I, I think the Yakuza series is pretty successful in terms of like their revenue and stuff. Um, so I wouldn't think that adding rollback would have been too much of a problem. Uh, but the fact that it doesn't have an updated online from the original, I didn't play Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown, so I don't know how the, the net code was for that. But I mean, if I just, I just hate to say it, but if the, if the internet is, if the net code is not good for it, then that's going to be a, a big thing holding the game back, honestly. Um, and especially if they're trying to make this like the, like a, I'm assuming the esports is dubbed, so this is supposed to be like, oh, this game is gonna be the one that comes in. This is gonna be the the tournament scene, virtual fighter. Um, and I think even when things do open back up, there's still stuff that they hold online, like the the, um, the NA, all these different regional like MK things on PlayStation Four. Um, so you still, I think you still need to have like that that decent internet. Like, what else is it? What else like features does the game have? Does it does it have anything else besides just the playing against people? Like, what else is it they're gonna offer? So. That's also another big question. Um, and like I said, with the term esports, that means that apparently the focus is going to be playing people competitively. So I don't know. Um, like I said, I'm not the biggest Virtual Fighter fan. It, it does come out on PS Plus if you have the subscription for free, and that's next month. So we'll be able to try the game out. So I will try the game out and see how it is. Um, so that's that's a good move, I think, on Sega's part. The fact that it's actually going to be free with the PS uh, Plus subscription. So you can try the game out, you know, risk-free pretty much. Um, and I hope the game does well. Even though I'm not a fan of the game, I hope it does well. Um, but we'll just have to see, you know. Um, but I, I do think my biggest issue right now is just that, and a lot of people have been talking about it on Twitter. It's been a big debate. Is is it going to have rollback, this, that, and third? You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. But I think in this day and age, you, you have to look at the – the plus side of having rollback. And then some people say some games that have rollbacks still have that in that code. So I don't know. Hopefully the game comes out um, not too far away from it. So we'll try it out and see what's going on. Some Virtual Fighter, Ultimate Showdown, Remastered, whatever, esports, whatever it's called. So I've actually played Virtual Fighter 5 before. Uh, it was, um, I played it back when I got it on 360. Um, years ago a few years ago when they had it for free on xbox gold and then i didn't really play it too much after that because nobody i knew was really playing it then recently about a few weeks ago one of my buddies recommended i play it and i was like oh, okay cool so i tried it out and 
you know, I, I really, I'm enjoy, I enjoy it. I'm playing, I play as a uh, Jeffrey McWild and, uh, but it's basically my buddy's like, yeah, it's basically you in a fighting game. And I was like, oh, okay, why not? And I'm like, yeah, this guy's kind of ridiculous. So I, that's who I will be playing when the game comes out. As far as the net code is concerned. Yeah. The, it not having rollback. I, so my first experience with rollback was playing um, third strike online. And I don't remember it being great, you know, like, it's like the implementation of rollback on that particular game was not very good. So that was my first exposure to it. So as far as I'm concerned, like rollback, it's like, it's, I mean, it's cool, but it's all about the implementation. So if there was rollback in the game, it, it's good, but if they didn't implement it properly, then it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be so great. Right. So, I mean, I'd rather have decent delay based uh, net code as opposed to like badly implemented rollback. You know what I mean? So, We'll see how they actually did with the delay-based netcode in this game. Hopefully, they did it well enough that it's not a huge, huge problem. So other than that, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of excited because, like, it's, by the time I started playing Virtual Fighter Five, there was nobody playing online. Like, you know, a few weeks ago, there's there's nobody. There's there's no way to play people. Nobody's playing that game, at least as far as I know. So it's going to be kind of nice to be able to go online and actually, you know, see kind of a resurgence of the game a little bit and have um, people going on, oh, making new videos, you know, people making new content for the game. So maybe, you know, I can maybe take some time to learn some of the characters a little bit more. I play like Jeffrey, Jeffrey McWild, I played Brad, I played Go. Uh, I think I tried out, what was her name? I think Vanessa, I think. I've tried out a couple characters in the game. So I'm looking forward to like, like more content coming out so I can maybe delve a little bit deeper into the game as far as the netcode is concerned, I'm kind of sitting back and holding my breath, hoping that they've implemented the delay-based netcode properly so we don't have um, that many problems. Um, I have about as much experience with Virtual Fighter as I have experience in beating Devin in fighting games. So, virtually none. Um, so, I really can't say... <laughs> I really can't say this guy. Uh, too much about Virtual Fighter in itself. Um, it's always great to see certain sectors of the FGC um, get, you know, continual updates, add-ons, some type of support for games that are not as big and stuff like that. You know, um, scenes like Skullgirls, even keeping going after the issues that they had, uh, Virtual Fighter coming back, um, you know, scenes like Melty Blood and stuff like that getting updates. So, you know, it's just always great for to see like scenes like that really getting some um, support and you know continued advancement. So off just off that alone, I'm I'm happy to hear about Virtual Fighter. But uh, when it does come to the netcode and things like that, um, it is kind of uh, lackluster. But I mean. Um, with somebody cares enough about a scene i mean we see people still playing tech and street fighter soul caliber and stuff online and they don't uh people wouldn't say they have the best uh net code in the world and stuff like that so people are still going to support it it just makes it harder for the people who really aren't into it so much to really come in and try to actually like you know stick their toes in and see the temperature of the water and see if they want to take a dip but um all in all, I mean, just keeping it short, because uh, this show isn't about my opinion. Uh, I think it, <laughs> I think it would be really cool and stuff like that. And I'm happy to see it come back. I was like Devin. I thought this was gonna be a whole new game. I really did. Like it just felt like it was. You know, I was, 
I was getting hyped for it and stuff like that. And then it's like just yesterday, it's just like, all right, it's here. Same game updated. And it's like, oh, okay. So, you know, I was led this way, but then you yanked me back the other way. So, but uh, all in all, I'm glad to see it happen. The net code, I mean, you know, offline stuff is slowly coming back. So it might not be too much of an issue at your, at your local and stuff like that if you want to get some people to play it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have too much bad things to say about stuff that happens in the FGC. So I'm here for it. So anybody else have anything they want to add? You know, this kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Tekken Revolution. And maybe this is like them gearing up for uh, the Virtual Fighter 6. I don't know. Because, like, Tekken Revolution was basically like the test for um, Tekken 7. Uh, a lot of new mechanics. Um, I don't know if there are going to be any new mechanics in Virtual Fighter Ultimate Showdown. But they do have hit sparks now, which is different from what they did in uh, previous games. Where they were just, like, flash us, like, this light color. But they actually have hit sparks now, like Tekken. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. And I don't know if this is just like, you know, like them testing to see the waters. They're using a new engine, like the Dragon engine with the graphics. So maybe we're just like testing the waters to see how things work with the new uh, engine and see like, oh, well, maybe if this works out good enough, let's see what we can change. And maybe it'll lead up to a Virtual Fighter 6 and then we'll just be, you know, as KOF 15 says, you know, shared our expectations. Um, but, you know... <laughs> We'll just have to wait and see. Um, again, like I said, I'm just I'll play it, but I was I was really hoping for a whole new game. But I mean, again, it's free, so you can't really complain about free ninety nine. So have or haven't? Yeah, oh, go ahead, Eve. Oh, go ahead, man. Have or haven't they announced about the net code in uh, KOF fifteen? Because I'm seeing some people still say they haven't said anything, but I think I heard some people saying that they have said it was gonna have rollback, like. Has something been said about the rollback in KOL 15 yet? I don't think it has. I, I haven't seen it, so I mean, I don't know. Yeah, they're going to they're, they're, they're going to shatter our expectations for sure, though. <laughs> yeah, one way or the other, expectations are going to be shattered. <laughs> uh, Oof. I don't know. As as far as um virtual fighters concerned, I think I, I think like yeah, they might be kind of like testing the waters. I think like this. This kind of thing is like where, where they have a game and they're kind of gauging interest as well in a virtual fighter like because they i mean who knows like they might want to go ahead and do a virtual fighter 6 but they might not know how interested people are in playing the game or how familiar people are with like the way virtual fighter works you know how like because it's the way that virtual fighter works it's like it's a 3d game but it's definitely i would say it's not like tekken so it's not like tekken it's not like they do have a guard button. There is a guard button used in the game. So it, it's like, I mean, if you're used to using a guard button in Soul Calibur, then okay, you'll be right at home here. But, you know, there, so the way some of the combos work is a little bit different. Some of the timing for some of the just, uh, the adjust inputs is a little weird sometimes. Like there's a, a move I was using Jeffrey McWild, and he does have this move. Like if, if anybody remembers how you do the uh, toe kick into the, um, the stunner, uh, the, basically the Stone Cold stunner, with, on in Tekken with uh, I think it's like um, Armor King. It's like yeah, I think it was like Armor King. So you do the, you uh, do the kick, and you uh, as soon as the move hits, you have to hit the I think it was like one plus two I think in order to get the extender into the stunner. But the thing about that is in in Virtual Fighter, like when when you do that when you do a kick, like you get on oh like like Jeffrey McGuire does a move like where you do a kick and then like you know there's a follow up where he just basically grabs you and throws you down basically. 
And thing is, is like the timing for that is a little weird because basically you kick them and you almost like wait for them to stand back up and then you kind of like do the do the input and then he does the follow up. So some of the at least like the at least the way it was done and like when I was uh, doing like the command training in the game, I'm just like, how does that hit? Like it boggled my mind a little bit because I'm like, how exactly does that move hit? If you kick somebody and they and like it looks like a move that should be done while somebody's bent over like in pain, but he, he does the kick and then you kind of like oh and then you stand back up and then he grabs you and then like you were like bent over and then slams you. I'm like, okay, but that's an actual follow up to that. So there's some things that were a little weird to me that I was just kind of like, well, how does that work in Virtual Fighter? So there might be some some moves and stuff like that within the game that are just gonna be like, wow, that's weird. But you know, like I'm saying, like this, if you're if you're a PlayStation Plus member, this might be your chance to actually get in. Like uh, Rex, I'm saying, you kind of like dipping your toes into the game in order to see how you feel about some of the um, some of the game mechanics, some of the characters and stuff like that. Like this is a really good chance for people to experience Virtual Fighter without taking any risks. So I'm gonna even in to put the guy from Shimu in this game. Like there's no no point to ease should not be in the game. At least somebody from that that series. Like it makes perfect sense. Sega put the put him in the game, man. Also, can I get Knuckles in the game too? I'm gonna need Knuckles, him, uh, somebody from Yakuza, put some guest characters in there. That would have been something cool to sp spruce the game up. If y'all to put some Sega guest characters in the game. Yeah, um, I think like if they're going to put a, a, a guest character in the game, it probably wouldn't be Kiryu. I remember at one point people were, I think I don't know if this was exactly what was said, uh, but I, I heard it like um, down through the grapevine that people were like, yo, they should put Kiryu in, um, in like Tekken or something like that. And it was like, yeah, we would put Kiryu in Tekken, but the fact is, is that Kiryu would never like hit a woman so it'd be kind of weird having Kiryu like beating up on people like Nina and Anna and stuff like that. And I'm like, I mean, knowing what I know, like if you played the Yakuza games, you know that that's pretty much a true, a factual statement. Like Kiryu wouldn't, Kiryu probably wouldn't do something like that. So you'd probably have to put in like Saijima or Majima or somebody else like that from the uh, Yakuza series. It's not really like a, like more of a, that's kind of a side thing though. But yeah, that's, if we, if we were going to get a, a Yakuza character, it probably wouldn't be Kiryu, but you know, that'd be kind of nice. Uh oh, virtual fight across Yakuza. Is that what y'all? Is that what y'all asking for? The guest characters is just a no-brainer. Like, yeah, I mean, that definitely will be something interesting to put in there. People will be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll see what's up. You know, it definitely be something that yeah. might get actually people to go do some more incentive and stuff like that to make you look past certain things you might not like. But we can go ahead and go on to our next topic. So for our next topic we have, for you personally, what was one of the hardest characters for you to learn how to play? Um, you know, characters co come in so many different shapes, styles, speeds, you know, so many different things. I mean, you know, even going back all the way to the, uh, to the you know, early Street Fighter, you know, you had charge characters, 360 characters, you had the typical, you know, uh, Shoto style, you know, down diagonal forward and stuff like that but along with that you know you had characters that even though they might have had the same style they played so differently so there's so many different throughout all the fighting games that were characters that played so unique for you what was one that you can remember was that was just really hard for you for the to get into it was hard for you to pick up so 
Um, starting with you, uh, Mr. Master of them all, Mr. Gaming Look. Definitely Gian from Street Fighter Four. Like, I don't know what they were thinking. You know what what decisions were being made in the office. It's like let's let's make him like everything. Give him two styles. Give him give him button mash moves. Give him DP. Give him motion moves. Give him charge moves. Like, and you got to switch between all this on the fly. <clears throat> I mean, we see players like Shin and, and others, Jibbo. A lot of it was like at least three or four notable uh, game players. They just make it look like it's easy, but man, that, that character was just a lot of micromanagement for inputs and stuff. It was it was kind of ridiculous. Um, I picked him up at first and it wasn't too bad, but then when, once I really saw how he was supposed to be played and what you could do with him, I was like, oh, so you got to do hands from a kick button. Okay, that makes sense. He's no Honda. Like, you do hands, it's like his hands are punches, right? But it makes sense. You just go straight from your punches. But again, it's like his hands are buttons or um, his hands are punch buttons, but you got to go in it from like the kicks usually. Like that was the most optimal, like the spam medium kick into hands. Then you SADC that. I'm like, bro, this is a lot, man. He has like some crazy links. Uh, yeah, Gin was, he was a lot, man. Character was fun, but, and watching him be played at a high level was super exciting. But trying to learn how to like, play the character and, and embark on that journey it was just it was a lot like I said even to me I, I want to say Viper was a close second in that game but even Viper wasn't that bad like Viper she had like some weird stuff the jump councils and the you know the faint councils and all this different type of stuff and the super jump councils but Gen was just a whole other beast man you had to really like Gen was also like one was kind of like one of those characters where one of, one of our good friends, uh, me and Rexon's good friends, uh, Sadoxon always said for a character in Blaze Blue, uh, Carl, he's like, if you see a Carl player, he's like, they're either going to be really good or really bad. He's like, there's no in-between. And Gen was kind of like that. It's like, if you play this character, you either just don't know what you're doing just yet, or you have figured out this character's techniques and you know exactly what you're doing. But yeah, Gen is just, oh my gosh, man. He's it looked cool doing the stance switches, but man, like, and let's say you forget, like you had to switch stances within side of like certain moves. So sometimes you have to do a, a button or like a special move and switch while you're doing it. So you have to keep in mind which stance you're in. So you don't do the wrong moves. So if you're in the wrong stance, you do the wrong input, then you won't even get a move because it's not the right stance. So just a lot of remembering, am I in the right stance? Can I do this move? Did I, did I switch already? Should I switch back? So. Uh, and then like a lot of his moves like were different like some buttons in one stance were like more plus or like uh, less plus depending on what you were in so yeah 100% Gien from Street Fighter 4 that's on like five characters in one character man <laughs> so my favorite well I would say the character that I thought was the hardest to get into for me like my I guess it would be considered one of my favorite characters actually to play uh, at one point, is uh, when I, me, me and my brothers brought, bought, um, what was it, uh, Guilty Gear X2, and the character I started playing was um, Zappa. I had no idea what to do with that character when I first started playing with him. I was like, he's a really strange looking character. He has like the, he's like bent over backwards. He's running around, like just flinging himself everywhere. And like, like does the thing where his like part of his body turns into a giant head and it try, try, tries to bite you. And I'm like, okay, well that's interesting. And then, every, then partway through, I'm like, okay, so what am, exactly am I supposed to be doing with this character? And it's like, okay, meet the three centipedes. And you do the meet the three centipedes, and you get 
um, a random ghost. So you either get the uh, you get the three ghosts, or you get the dog ghost, or you get I think it's the sword ghost, and I think those are the um, I think those are the only ghosts you get. I think it's like dog, sword, or three or the three ghosts. And it, it was a really interesting it was a really interesting experience for me because I'd never played a character like that. I don't really I hadn't really played a character that was kind of decent at he kind of like depending on what ghost you had like it kind of determined what your playstyle was so like if the dog was out you're a puppet style character or if the um ghosts are out you're like a kind of a zoner you're kind of a zoner using long range techniques and stuff like that or they have close range options but for the most part you're just kind of flinging the ghosts across the screen and then they get attached to people and they're looking at them like this and then like you know they're throwing stuff at you and then of course you know the sword basically turns you into a really powerful melee uh, melee character, especially later on when they um, ramped up his, uh, gave him more moves for the sword, and uh, uh, yeah, they gave him a lot, lot more moves for the sword, made him a little bit more powerful at close range. And then of course, if uh, there are certain moves that give you like souls, so basically like he gets like a certain amount of like uh, little soul orbs, and I think if you get the maximum amount of soul orbs, like every soul orb increases the next time you actually try to summon a ghost, you get Rao, which is basically like this headless, giant, headless, horseman-looking ghost that's like kind of like green and bluish, and he's and it only lasts for like maybe like I can't remember how long it lasts, but it's not an extremely long, uh, extremely long amount of time. But basically, Zappa turns into a boss character for about like I will say like 20 seconds. So he has like really long-range moves. His moves are super powerful. They, they're, I mean, just in general, it's a really good ghost. Like that's pretty much the goal is to either kill them with the ghost that you have, but like meanwhile, in the back of your head, you're kind of like, okay, I need to rack up enough, enough uh, points, enough uh, souls to get Rao. Because if you max out the amount of souls you have, then you're guaranteed a Rao summon. You'll get like, if he has all of them, you're guaranteed Rao. But when I started playing, I had no idea about any of that. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. This is just a really weird dude running around, just flopping all over the place. And then you get the dog. I didn't know how to use the dog correctly. Get the ghost. I kind of knew how to use the ghost properly. And you get the sword. And I was just like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Grew to love all of them over time. But at the beginning, I didn't know how to use any of the ghosts. I didn't even know the Rao existed. I had no idea that there was like a mechanic where you're supposed to like get the souls and then summon Rao, and then you get super powerful. So there were there was a, there was about like I would say almost a year me playing the game, and I had no idea that that was a thing in the game. So yeah, that would be like that. I think that was the hardest uh, character for me to get into, just because like there was so much that I felt like they didn't really explain to me in the instruction manual that I had to find out later from other sources. Um, some characters in games are difficult just because I had it in my head, like mapped out, and then lost it as soon as you stopped talking. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, there there are certain characters that can be hard just because they're so different from a meta of the game. But then there's some characters that are hard just because, like that, you you know, you just don't like certain types. Like I've talked on here before that. You know, first starting off playing fighting games of 360 motion characters and stuff like that was just, just, I just couldn't wrap my mind around how somebody, like, playing Zangief back in Street Fighter was just like, I don't know how y'all doing this. Like, this, this is just, 
is this is like this is a joke character gotta be this is like one of those characters you play like if you would just so happen like the one percent of human beings that was born with a mechanical thumb um so it like that just had to be it but then like i said there was some characters that were like so because they felt so different from the meta and like I've, I've talked about ganondorf before on this show where like it seemed like everybody in smash was just so fast and this dude basically just he ran like when he ran, you could just fill it in the controller. It felt like he had, like, five cinder blocks on each ankle, you know. And it made it so hard to just, like, try to maneuver and, like, keep up with the people in the game. But one character that I, just, that I played that, you know, just felt so weird to me in, like, the game. I remember playing uh, Tatsunoko versus Capcom. And playing, like, Mega Man Volnut for me was just, he, it was, like, so, he was so weird. I'm like... You know, you get in first, you hear Mega Man, you think like Mega Man X Mega Man, so like you finna get in there, yeah, like blast everything and do everything, but then you get Mega, but it turns out to be Mega Man Volnut, and he just got this big gear, like big, what is it, like a, a drill for one hand, and then like he's not really like, you know, doing his fireballs, I mean, he's, um, whatever you call it, I'll just say fireballs, his, you know, his beams and stuff like that, it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be, he just kind of felt like funky in that game, and then just because he wasn't what I thought he was going to be, maybe that even made it worse, so me trying to like, just keep playing with him because it's Mega Man, you know, you got to keep going because it's Mega Man, it really just didn't work out for me, and he was, he was one that like, I kind of like how I was doing with Shirase and, and, <laughs> fighting ex layer like i'm gonna make it work just because that's who it is and i want him for the work and then you end up like you know like just keep losing dropping your controller and crying into your hands because you just can't seem to just make yourself switch characters like he just felt so weird in that game like everybody else just seemed like you know they just did their moves they came out and all this other stuff but with mega man it just didn't you know and i have to go back to really refresh my mind of like exactly how that character played that really like made me upset but i could just remember trying to like play mega man vault and tatsunoko versus capcom and was just like like this ain't it chief so uh anybody else have anything they want to add uh, uh, all right i would like to say that another character that i found it kind of kind of hard to learn was Yurian, and um, both in uh, Third Strike and in Street Fighter V, because um, for me, doing uh, charge inputs sometimes, especially like before I started playing Hitbox, charge inputs was all, were always a, not a mystery to me, but I just could never, I, I, I just felt like um, I could never quite pinpoint where I was supposed to press, you know what I mean? I always felt like I was pressing the wrong, the wrong part of the uh, D-pad, or I wasn't sliding the stick from one side to another up to up up to you know however you're supposed to do the charge moves you know same thing that goes with like guile and stuff like that like i was never able to quite master the the um what's called like the the charge inputs and i mean yurian has moves like a, a move i think that's not a charge input but that's like his fireball his lightning ball excuse me and everything else is pretty much a charge move like the chariot tackle dangerous headbutt um the what's called the uh the flying knee all of those are charge inputs so if uh, like for a long time I would be playing like third strike or something like that, and I'm only using like basically, a, a, uh, I would say a quarter of all the moves available to me because all I could only do one move. So I don't think like until like right before I switched to hitbox, I was able to okay now I'm feel like I'm more confident getting doing like uh, charge inputs. But 
that even then it was just kind of like, okay, when exactly am I supposed to be doing? Because there are combos that I've seen people do online. Then you got like the Aegis Reflector and stuff like that. You throw out the Aegis Reflector and you're supposed to throw people onto the Aegis Reflector in a certain way and you're supposed to bounce them off and then hit them and then they fall back and then you hit them again and it's just like, man, I I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do that. But it's like, it, it just, it took me a while to get into like the mindset to be able to do some of that stuff. So yeah, I would say that yeah, second place would definitely go to Urien. Yeah, I, I definitely have to say Devin was kind of right. Like there, there, there have been, if I can speak English, many different like characters that just have like so many different random inputs and stuff like that as a character. Like one of their moves might be like three sixty circle motions. One of their specials might be a raging demon input. Another one of their specials might be a whole charge motion, but their moves are just like regular, like you know, uh, quarter circle, half circle forwards and stuff like that. And it's just like pick one, man. Like I know about trying to sit yeah. here and think about all this stuff. Like, like mid match. If I got a shoto, I got a shoto. If I got a grappler, like three six, I got that. Like nobody's trying to like do all this stuff. But then, like Devin said, there's some people that come and just, you know, they thumbs different. So, you know, they could just do it. But for me, it's just like pick one, man. Like we we ain't doing this. I got another. <laughs> actually, probably one that I would. I want to say it could be worse again is Ash Crimson from uh, 13, Caleb 13. I oh, don't yeah. play the character a whole lot, but learning that character, like, just to do that character stuff, like, especially trial mode, you're like, okay, this is kind of, this is a lot. Like, he's a charged character, but he also has motion moves. He has a a, a demon-ish super. Um, is And then he has, like, where it, like, takes the charge off of his moves, so they just become, like, input now. Which is, yeah. is like that one infamous combo, which is not even really hard once you understand like how it works. But when you first look at it, it's like you got to go from like light punch, light kick, heavy punch, heavy kick, into down up, down up kick, back forward kick, forward kick, down up kick, back forward kick, forward kick, like five times in a row. And like I was like, how are you, how are you supposed to do this? But and that's not even the hardest one. Like <laughs> the later combos is like you got to do like. Down up kick, back forward kick, forward kick, uh, fireball, uh, quarter circle back punch, quarter circle back punch, quarter circle back punch again, fireball, up, down up kick, down up kick, back forward kick, forward kick, like all Ooh. in supers in succession. Like, I'm like, all right, I guess they think we have two thumbs on each hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think Akuma used to be like that in some games you play. I mean, you'd have like a variety of different motions for his moves, if I'm not mistaken. He used to be like that, but yeah, I think that might have been like the source of some of my my hate for some characters, just because they play like certain ways and stuff like that. But yeah, so if there's nothing else to add, we can move on to our next topic, which is so we have um I was about to mess up. I forgot we changed that. But actually, <laughs> but actually, uh, so Dragon Ball Fighters and uh, MK11, we're not at a time where they're probably two of the most popular games right now. That it seems like the community is in limbo with what it is that they're gonna do. They have really like no news updates or anything like that of what's going on. You know, Ed Boon is always a troll uh, online. You know, he knows people are just out here fiending for more information, and he's just like, that's right, big. As I tease you with these things yeah. that may or may not be what you want them to be. Um, 
But then when it comes to uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, you know, I've actually seen people online just like, like Ad Ben and Namco, like, please just let us know. We don't know nothing. Like, what's the next thing? Please, sir. So, you know, so the question is, like, with these two games, like, what do you think the next step should be? I'm sure, you know, MC Amazing would say if MK11 had Ferritor, it could live for the next 10 years. But, yeah, man. <laughs> but, like, so what do you think the next step should be for these two games? Another season pass, no, uh, just new games. Starting with you, Mr. Gaming Left. Something for both MK and Dragon Ball. I think it's just time to start looking to an, another installment. Um, MK has been out what? How long has the MK been out with? Two years? 2019? Yeah, like two years, I think. So. I mean, I guess maybe you could do maybe, maybe one more year. I, I'd say maybe one more year for both games and then, like, kind of start looking into the future. I mean, you know, when, when it comes to – first of all, before I say this, we've, we've gotten kind of spoiled in this day and age with social media and how fast we consume stuff and how fast we see, like, releases and update trailers and all this stuff and, you know, release trailers and world premieres that I know the NRS community gets a big rap about, like, as soon as a game comes out, just, like, the next day, like a game can come out, or it launched on the thirtieth, on the thirty-first of like when's when's MK twelve. So <laughs> it's like it it is a thing. So it's like you know, I guess if you get bored of the game, maybe that's how you'll feel. Like man, I'm I didn't play this so much, I'm kind of bored. I want to see what's new, or you know, sometimes characters can spruce things up just to update, can spruce things up. And I think you know, Rist have been doing a good job of it. They've been doing the the story updates, you know, the aftermath thing, um, you know, the new characters. So I, I think they've been doing a good job of that. Dragon Ball, however, has only been characters, and I mean, you know, they've just, I mean, I don't, they have a lot of other characters they could release, and they could just do, uh, like, a pack, but I think at this point, me personally, I would like to see a Dragon Ball Fighters 2 and see, like, some different system mechanics implemented into the game. Um, maybe even do, like, you know, you could change up the UI a little bit, uh, just a, like some quality of life things that you could change up. Uh, of course, add some more characters. Uh, maybe you could change how the, the combo system works or something like that. Because um, I, I really rarely watch Dragon Ball now. I, I barely play it now and I barely watch it. Uh, it's still fun to play. It's still enjoyable to watch, but I'm just not super high. Because one, I mean, you know, as as much as they try to, you know, downgrade uh, UI Goku, it's still a UI Goku show. Um, so... <laughs> You are you are Goku and, and and Z Broly. You know it's the you know best friends forever. So that's the reason why I don't really watch it a lot now. And and, and uh, haven't really been keeping up with it a whole lot. So I'm not really sure as to why. I mean, well, I will say I do know that it's the Cetrion show. I do not, I know that much. The Cetrion show. Um, so yeah, I I just think at this point it's time to move on. Personally, like I said, maybe give it each one or another year and be looking to the future. And I'm personally hyped for NRS because of the, the outlook of maybe Injustice 3, which I, I'm, you know, looking forward to, but I'm, I'm actually more so hyped about the, the whole news about the Marvel thing they could be working on. No. And also, and also um, I, I still would like to see the MK versus DC2, but I mean, that now with the Marvel announcement, it's like, well, just go ahead and do like MK versus Injustice or something, or just, you know, just make, Maybe make like your own the NRS fighter. So just put like instead of making the MK versus DC, just put like NRS just characters in the game. You know, 
I remember you already had like we got Joker in and Scorpion sub and uh, Raiden in Injustice, so they've already had experience with putting both types of characters from both universes in each other's each game. So uh, I think they have a good template to make that happen. But yeah, I think that just maybe another year for each game. Um, personally, I would like to see some more characters in Dragon Ball Fighters because I know everyone wanted to see Omega Shinra. We thought he was gonna be the one to come, but nope, they put. Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta, and it's like, y'all not gonna put Omega Shinron in? Um, Pycon, Tapion is one of my personal favorites that I like to see in the game. Uh, even like Super Buu, I mean, we got like 30,000 versions of Goku, put some other versions of the other characters in the game, put future adult Gohan in the game. I mean, I, I, know, I know I have a personal friend that would definitely like to see that, because Zell XS would definitely probably like to see uh, future Gohan. He'd give us a Sin Saiyan trunks, give us a big swole trunks with no pupils, you know? With one um, arm, he automatically gonna be low too. Uh, yeah, what? Mean, look, at, Whoa. Look, look, look at Oro. Yeah, exactly. Look at who? Oro. Oro. Oro did that on purpose. Gohan didn't. <laughs> but I mean, he became a better man for it, man. He he, he trained he the Soviet. He trained the Soviet of the of the of the time, man. Trunks did it. He Trunks went out there and gave. He wasn't allowed to see it. Bro, they got the Dragon Balls. He was wishing back. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, Tapion, uh, yeah, I, I want to see Yajirobe. Put Yajirobe in the game. Give us, give us like some more jokish characters. Master Roshi was kind of a joke character, but he was throwing hands. So, you know, somebody like him, maybe Mr. Popo, I don't know. You know, give us something. Um, but yeah, I think at this point, like I said, maybe another year and then just go ahead and see what we got next on the horizon. But I do want to say, man, people, y'all stop, be, stop being so, stop being so impatient, man. Let these people do what they do, man. I mean, yeah, we can still have an opinion because we buy these games and spend our hard-earned money on them. Some, sometimes y'all just be like, oh, MK11 come out tomorrow. Y'all better have 12, a trailer for 12 by next week. Like, like you know, I don't think it worked like that, man. Like, So, you know, if you get the game and enjoy it, I mean, you're going to get tired of the game eventually, but don't don't be out here like, hey, yeah, boom. I better see that trailer, man. If you don't, I guess, like, come on, man. Just, let's, let's be more mature about that, please. So... Uh, I don't really play Dragon Ball Fighters that often, but I do think like it would have been cool to have you know Omega Shenron or even some of the other Shenrons like Nova Shenron and stuff like that uh, show up in the game. Yeah, like uh, man, like like I agree with Devin. Super Boo would be cool to see. Maybe even you know like Evil Boo, like the Skinny Boo and stuff like that. Like we put them in the game. There's so many characters in Dragon Ball. Like I think you could put Yajirobe in the game and make him like make him like legitimate like because remember if it, like you yeah, remember back in the original dragon ball show yajirobe was no joke like he knew how to use that sword pretty well like i, I think who did he kill he killed like tambourine i think it is like he, or was a drum i think it's i think it was tambourine i think tambourine showed up ch chasing after goku and then yajirobe's like oh breakfast and then he just he just he got in one hit not even it wasn't even like a, oh well this was an actual fight no he he decimated that man in one hit one hit and he was just like oh god my for the top half of my body is leaving the bottom half like he was he was done for so <laughs> i mean there's like you know i, I think it would be kind of cool it would be very very unexpected it would very i think it would kind of subvert everybody's expectation to make yajirobe into a legit actual fighting fighting character that can actually beat somebody like ui goku like that would be very interesting um i think in addition to that i think it would be really nice on the mk side of things to have a situation 
Well, may, I think maybe, yeah, we can give it maybe one or maybe two years max more on MK11. But I think it would be nice to have Ferritor back. But in addition to Ferritor, maybe just do like a whole thing, like a whole pack where they have all of the henchmen of Kotalkan come back, right? Like we could have Reptile, Ferritor, Ermac, you know, kind of like to round out the whole the whole thing because we already have Aaron Black. So, it would, you know, you could just bring them back. I mean, it's like I've been saying since the beginning, this is a time a time warp game. So there's basically, there's no character that's ever been in any, in the previous games. Like for like the last couple games, there's nobody who's off limits. There's nobody who's off limits. So you can just bring, you can put basically any character you want in the game at this point. You could, technically speaking, you could be like, oh, well, we're going to go into way into the future and bring another character that you've never even heard of before. Like some random character, like the son of Liu Kang and Kitana or something like that. Or, you know, I don't know, you know, like, you know, maybe even Cassie Cage's like child or something like that. I mean, who knows, right? Like, that I mean, anything could happen. Like, they're, like, they're, like there's like, a, the, the way is open. The way is clear for just about anything you could possibly think of because of the, it, because of the nature of this game. So they like like just get creative, just get creative. But as far as uh, as far as Dragon Ball, yeah, I would say you know get some of get some of the characters from Dragon Ball. Like maybe I'm not saying that you have to do this. It would be kind of interesting. Bring uh, bring like you know uh, I think a mercenary Tao. Like bring out bring Tao back or something. Maybe some you know people from the Red Ribbon Army. Maybe you have. Um, uh, one of the and that, that big android that uh, looked like um, the Frankenstein's monster that uh, was Goku's friend. I mean, you could bring that character, put that character in. I mean, there, there's so many characters, you know, so many characters in Dragon Ball. You could you could bring in a bunch of them. Maybe even since you know we're in the, we're already going this far anyway. Put Launch in the game, right? So you have like Launch and like she like has like guns and uh, grenades and stuff like that. I mean, why not? Why not, man? If you can. If we put in Yajirobe and make him legit, you can put Launch in and make her legit. I mean, I, I just think it would be kind of cool. So, yeah, I think that that's pretty much my take on what directions you could take MK and Dragon Ball Fighters. Shoot, I'd like to see the uh, the monkeys in the game, like the, the huge monkey beast in the game. See all the different ones, yeah. them up in there brawling and stuff like that. Put Haruta going up in there and get the big boys some love, you know. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these are two games that I can't say I really focus personally on myself really too much in the FGC. But I do watch more MK than I do watch uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, even though, like, you know, I'm just like anybody would say probably. I'm, I'm a big Dragon Ball fan, but, you know, it was just something about this game that really I just didn't latch on to to, like, continue watching, like, faithfully and stuff like that. But... I mean, with the, starting with Dragon Ball, the possibilities for that, like, what y'all saying with characters are basically endless. I mean, my goodness, like, Tenkaichi had, like, over a hundred and some characters in that game, and it still wasn't in, like, half of the people they could have put into the game. So, um, I feel like, you know, they could kind of go whichever way. I mean, you know, with Devin talking about, you, you two talking about Dragon Ball Z, I really didn't hear too much, uh... Or I, hear, I don't hear too much people talking about just, like, other than, like, the net code, people really don't talk about, like, too much stuff with Dragon Ball Z as far as, like, stuff they don't like about the game. Like, oh, I wish they changed this about it. I don't hear much about it. So, I mean, they could probably prolong their game if they just keep adding characters that people wanted and possibly try to do something with the net code. I mean, you can keep 
you know Dragon Ball going for a while. MK, I'm I'm more so just really ready for injustice. That's what I want to see. Um, you know, you had the rumor of Marvel, and well, you know, basically another Ram and them can come together and like incorporate Marvel characters in the game and stuff like that. Some news came out with Disney and um, DC uh, not too long ago too that Disney was thinking about buying DC. Um, I saw that, but yeah, like I'm I'm more so interested in the injustice. Uh, I don't want no Marvel characters over at Nether Realm until we get a proper MVC four, uh, and I don't care what nobody says until then. But um, yeah, so I I think injustice is what I want to see. I mean, it's cool. I, I don't really it really sucks how people kind of like fell off it, but it seems like it's like that with MK games, like Nether Realm games. Like people just like Devin said, they just ready for the next one like so fast, you know. But, yeah, so I, I feel like with Dragon Ball, it could possibly keep going if they just continue to give us the characters that they want. But you really never know what these uh, companies are thinking unless they just come out and tell you. Um, and with MK, yeah, I'm just kind of ready for to see another. Uh, I'm ready for to see another game by Realm. I'm ready to see Injustice. I want to move on to Injustice 3. So, but it's understandable that I mean you know it's just it's just the nature of the beast you know everybody gets into that oh we can get in contact with our fans ourselves we don't have to go through magazines mediums we can just give it straight to you we can update straight to you so okay with that we expecting it from you then especially if you're just you know in this age if you don't keep up with the pace of you know the world and you know other people who give out content you get lost in the sauce like we just kind of we can we can forget about you so it just is what it is people are people are just gonna come up to them and be like hey it's been two hours since you you know you dropped that last thing bro what's the next thing you know so it just be like that sometimes so but yeah that's that's my take uh, anybody else have anything they want to add no sir all right nope well we can move on um to the next thing what's a character that you love playing but after an update to the game you know that that patch basically ruined it for you you know <laughs> i can remember when the last doll scene like i think it was the patch before this one came out uh when they hit doll scene uh or doll some however, however you pronounce it they hit him with a patch and people was talking about <laughs> like how uh he was basically useless now but then next thing you know, like this last tournament stuff that happened, you know, the first uh, offline event, uh, Mr. Crimson came out and won, and now everybody's back to talking about like, oh, you know, Dawson, you see, he he needs to be uh, nerfed again and stuff like that. So it's just fun to ask like the 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 changes and stuff a patch can make you know and how the opinions of the people can sway to and fro and stuff like that because they really do affect your characters so uh starting with you mr gaming love do you remember a character that you know was dope for you and then a patch came and then next thing you know like um it was it was sad news for you so starting with you sonya mk11 Everybody and their mama was talking about how Sonya's so good. She's so good. She do so much damage. Oh my god, she's the best character in the game. I look. Sonya, I've told people for a long time, Sonya was only good because he was just the game was new. She didn't. Her mix was nowhere near as deadly as a lot of the other characters in the game. Her tools were nowhere as deadly. Her zoning was only okay. She got bodied by characters like Cetrion. Like there was no winning the zone. There. She lost the zoning battle between Jay, in my opinion. They nerfed her. They took away her ground bounce air move for the anti air grab. 
and I was like, it no longer ground bounce. And I'm all, I like combos. I'm all like, I, lo- I love the way her combos are structured. I love the way they look. And it's like, it just, to me, it just, the, get, the character wasn't fun anymore. I still played her. I still played pretty much Sonya almost exclusively, even after she got nerfed. So it's not like, oh, I just, I, you know, I only played it. I like the character. I like the way she, she rocks. I like her. She has one of the fastest wave days. So I'm all about movement. So I, that's one of the reasons why I like the player. Um, but yeah, she just like that whole taking the ground bouncing away. I'm like, you only took it away, but then you, you still give other characters like certain things. They still have these certain moves. It's like, give us over there can literally stop time and can literally throw you which every which away, all this stuff, all these crazy crushing blows, even after they nerfed his crushing blows. And he was still kind of ridiculous. Like, and the character to me was still good. Um, so yeah, I, that was one I can definitely think of most recent that I was just like, okay. All you had to do was just nerf her damage. Her damage was the only thing that she really had. Like she had that one mix was back one four, back one two. That was the overhead or low. And all you gotta do was block the over block the excuse me, the overhead because like the low could go into projectile, but it's like that was only a problem excuse me, a problem if you're in the corner, you could do the projectile cancel, the ring cancel. All you gotta do is really block overhead. Just take the low. Then nothing she can really do from that. She gets minimal damage out there. So I'm like, why is everybody like such an issue with Sonya. Now I think I, I barely see Sonya. It's almost like seeing a Sonya is like seeing a, a, a shiny Pokemon now. I'm like, yeah, I talked about this kill. She's just so good. And like, so all you had to do was nerf the damage. You didn't have, you could have just nerfed the damage. You didn't have to nerf the ground bounce. I don't know. It just, it just bothered me. They took the bounce away. I'm like, what was the point of that? All you had to do was nerf her damage. So I mean, that just made me a little soft. It's like, what? Like you, you take that away? Like. Yeah, I know she has the anti-air crushing blow, but it's like all you had to do was reduce her damage. That's it. That's all you had to do was reduce her damage. But here we are, man, you know. So and like I said, I guess it's because I like combos. I like characters with these crazy combos, juggles, air to ground bounces, and you can you know, and they just took it away from them. like, bro, you didn't have to do that. But, you know, it is what it is. They take stuff away like that and then give other characters all crazy stuff, you know, now we got the different variations in Citrion is out here throwing a whole whole geological demographic at you. You throwing tornadoes and everything at you that she has, you know, but you know, giving letting Sonya keep a ground bounce was just too much, I guess. That was just too much. That ground bounce was too much. I see I get it, you know, it was too much. But I was E, I'm done. I'm my salt is starting to show. <laughs> uh- so I wouldn't say that like the, this character was necessarily ruined by an by an update. I wouldn't say they were ruined, but I was definitely less inclined to play them. Mm, yeah, I was less inclined to play. I, I'm talking about Miguel and Tekken Seven. There were a couple of changes. I think it was during like oh, what was it season three? I think at the beginning of season three that I was not happy with. One of the change, the biggest change to me that was like the most glaring change to me was when they basically took away the push they reduced the pushback that you got whenever you did uh whenever if somebody blocked savage down forward two so the one where he basically does like that crazy uppercut if normally if you were in like season two if like you did that move and somebody blocked it like i mean if you if they got hit they were launched but if they got if they blocked it it was basically like he's like this big strong guy right so he does the move and it basically pushes you back half halfway across the screen so it was pretty much unpunishable now i know some of you out there might be saying well of course mc why of course they would change that so you know it's it's kind of cheap if like you can do a move like that that like you know pushes people back and it basically 
a safe move. It does mad damage. It launches you. And then, of course, then on block, it knocks you away so you can't even punish it. And I think, like, yeah, uh, that, yeah, exactly. I, I liked it that way. I liked it in a way that I could do that move with impunity. I, that was probably my favorite move to do because I knew that if somebody blocked it, there was nothing they could. I'm like, okay, you either one of two things happens, maybe three. Maybe, one, you're really, really good at the game and you read my mind and you were able to see, yeah, he's going to do Savage down forward too. And you sidestep it, at which point I have no complaints because, you know, you're just better at me. You're just better than me at the game. All right, good job. Num number two is my, pre my preferred thing that happened is you get hit by the move. You're launched and then I do a combo and I do like a, a bunch of damage, which is my preferred thing to happen. Number three, which is my second best option is you block the move, but then you get pushed all the way over there, so you can't punish me. So, I mean, it was, oh man, I love that move so much. That was definitely my favorite move. Pretty much my favorite move in almost any fighting game that I've ever played was Savage down 4-2. Somebody, Savage down 4-2. Because then if you block it, you can't punish me. And if you hit, you're hit. So, it there were a couple of other changes that they made to Miguel, but that was the move, that was the change that was, I was kind of like, oh man, because then... You know, not everybody could punish it, but there were a few people that, I mean, yeah, I think now I think everybody can punish that. I'm pretty sure. So now, like, you know, it's just kind of, it's, it's not toothless, but it's definitely not as good as it used to be. So uh, I, I'm season two down for season two down for two. I miss you. Please come back to me. <laughs> well. There's not really a character that I can think of for myself, but I know there's a character that I've been seeing like every Street Fighter Five um, patch notes that you know the fans of this character is just always asking why, why does why does Capcom hate us so much? Why do they keep doing this to us? You know, and it's a uh, Zangief. Like <laughs> every time a patch comes out, they like why do you keep nerfing Geef? Like. You've nursed, nerfed him every season. Like, what do y'all have against Geef, man? Like, this dude, he, like, like some people even joke, like, uh, what is his name, Itaban Zangief? Like, they be like, like this man must have did somebody, like, at Capcom headquarters, bro. He must have made somebody mad because they just keep nerfing Geef. And it's, like, it's, it's just, like, funny to see the tweets of people who just, like, don't understand, like, what else is there left to nerf on this man, like, the only thing left is just to delete him out of the game. Like, so, so it's like they've done it consistently every season. So it's like hilarious. And people would just be like, bro, it's already only two Geef mains in the whole Street Fighter Five universe. And like, y'all just still nerfing this man. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. What I don't know what, what Capcom got against Geef or something like that. It got to be something personal, man. He must have came out of the game and like, you know, grab somebody in 360, like, 360, like, power drive, somebody right in the middle of their office, so I don't know what it is, but, like, this man can't catch a break, and it's just, it's, it's hilarious, so, but, um, yeah, anybody else have anything to add? Good. <laughs> I was geefed to you know, doing too much. Oh, I'm not, I'm not flexed on your, oh, get out of here. <laughs> Bro, I think I thought you were complaining about that, man. Like, he's just supposed to armor through everything, and just I can't even touch him, and he just SP. Come on, get out of here. Can't stand grapplers, man. <laughs> this guy, man. Bro, they be distraught on Twitter, bro. It be hilarious. Like, 
every note, I just, you know, you just burn man, rub your hands, because you know it's going to be a geef nerf, and they about to be on there just sick to their stomach. Like, <laughs> somebody put up a tweet, like, how you nerf Zangief and Potemkin in the same month? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like dang, bro, we, we us grapplers got to have a sanctuary somewhere. Talking about geef, Fang is a real issue. This man been just doo-doo since the game at the conception. Zangief, absolutely. Now, if, if Zangief is playing, I don't think he's worth playing because it's my, my my experience fighting against Zangief is I throw poison traps on the ground and get grabbed through poison. So I ain't trying to hear nothing from the Zangief player. I ain't trying to hear nothing from the Zangief player. Good. Hope you get your arms taken away from him. So all you have is these crouching short. Can't even grab nobody. You just got nubs to grab people. You literally throw a poison trap on the ground and he SPDs you. Through. What's the point? Like, you just leave the fame, just got moves for show. I'm just gonna throw some decoration on, this, on the fucking arena. Hey, man, it be like that sometimes, you know. Sometimes you just gotta take it to a grapple. But yeah, man, that, that that stuff be funny, man. It's like it never fails. Like, oh yeah, new patch notes. We get that Z salt tweets. It's gonna be a good day. <laughs> man can combo into super. Like, what kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> what? Come on, y'all. the fact that you got that alone should be like, oh, I can combo into a command grab super. I think you can combo in this command grab period. That that shouldn't be a thing. Why? Oh, that's the case. I need Akuma to be able to combo in the Raging Demon, man. That's not fair. I need a <laughs> comboable Raging Demon, then. The only person that had a combo in Raging Demon is Evil Ryu and, and Oni in Street Fighter 4, but you had to, they had to be airborne. I think you need like Dirt it. Strike. Oh, no, go ahead. I was saying about, like, you know, I think, like, if you, um, if you... I think you could combo into like a what's that Necros command grab super and uh what you call it and uh what's that uh, uh what's that game uh, third strike I think like if you did it like if you you had to use meter for it but you could still do it you know Necro was like the uh, silver gray dude with the weird arms right yeah yeah he was like yeah, yeah he was like really Blanca combined with like Dalsim. oh okay well nobody really talks about him much I guess he just wasn't a, a favorite but um bring him back yeah i mean you know as long as it ain't 12 i ain't i'm i ain't tripping but uh yeah exactly <laughs> but uh we can go ahead and move on to our next topic so for our next topic uh so we we all here input output has finally you know, went ahead and decided to pay our money for to go ahead and watch well you know mc amazing he he saw it earlier but you know, me and Mr. Gamer finally went ahead and forked it over for to see the MK movie uh, that just released. And, you know, we, yeah, we got stuff to say about it, you know. Uh, so, we'll go ahead and just go ahead and get this started. Starting with you, Mr. Gamer Love. Tell us why you feel like MK was, uh, Mortal Kombat was the top movie of 2021. my salt intake right there to make sure that <laughs> um Mortal Kombat the movie uh I, I just don't understand I, it's just like I 
I just don't understand Hollywood. How can you have so much source material, years, decades of source material, and just be like, nope, you don't want that? Nope. Nope. We don't need it. Don't want it. We're going to put Cole in here, and we're going to give him a, a sweater, sweater, a turtleneck sweater, um, poorly made weapons, and he's going to kill Goro. Yep. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do things like that. We're gonna make we're gonna make Kung Lao fighting a not even a fight. Natara it wasn't even a fight. He literally she flew up and then he fatality and then he got the soul stuff. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but let, let me let me try to keep my composure because it's three point five out of ten movie. Um, I personally gave it a four point five out of ten, and and it was only that high because of certain things. That's the only nice reason you gave it that point five, I will say that's pretty nice of you. The only reason they got that score <laughs> out of me is because of Kung Lao and Scorpion and Sub Zero a little bit. Scorpion I thought was well done. Um, his his backstory segment was decent. Um, him using him using the 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 a real life version of the spear was dope. Like him tying a rope to a kuna that was actually pretty cool. Um, and then even like his like he. His, he looks like the the face uh, model for um, the MK11 game. I probably look they look very similar. They just did a good job of casting. Um, so I think the casting for the casting for characters I think was pretty good. Besides certain characters, Kano, I was not a fan of Kano at all. I know a lot of people like Kano. I did not like Kano. I, that was not Kano. That was that was Jano. That was not Kano. Um, <laughs> That was K not That's who that was. Um, but yeah, the casting was pretty decent. Scorpion, I like him as a revenue. I think he was cool. Even though I will say, I think me and Rexon noticed this in the, the preview trailers. That mask looked a little too big. Like the mask was like, why did they look so puffy? It's like it should have been more form fitting. I don't know. Maybe it was looked like it came from Wish.com. Oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. Look like it came from Wish.com. <laughs> this, this this movie came from Wish.com. Um, Sonya, perfect casting. She looked like Sonya. I had no complaints on like a lot of the way the way the characters looked for the most part was spot on, except for a few a few violators. Um, Cabal looked dope, even though his his suit like his mask looked a little cheapish. Looked like I I, I call this game. I dubbed this game game. I dubbed this movie Power Rangers Hardcore Extreme Edition. It had a very <laughs> campy Power Rangers feel to it. Like, even Raiden, which was terrible. Raiden was just, I can't lie. You you go home to your family. I am Raiden. Shake song, you know. Like, it just the look, the sound. I'm like, come on, man. Like, even his mannerisms wasn't really Raiden. I don't know. He was one of the ones that didn't look the, that the part. Shang Tsung looked pretty good. Like, I, I think he looked okay. I, I wish he would have had a little bit of facial hair, but he looked okay. Uh, Reptile. Uh, where did y'all find Godzilla's little cousin at? Because that was not Reptile. Like, can we not? Is it so hard just to get a, a reptilian dude, humanoid, in like a guard, ninja garb? Is that so hard to do? He came in for like two seconds. Was in, I'm invisible. I'm fighting y'all. Then he heart ripped out by Kano. Like, is it so hard to make Reptile look like Reptile? 
He looks like, like the pet smart worker's favorite lizard that they fed human food. It's Good like guy. reptile, Kano. Like I said, Kano just—it's like they were—it's like they were a third away there. They almost had Kano. Like first of all, Kano is not gonna be talking to Sony like this. Anytime it's gonna be Kano and Sony, it's on site. It's no way hey, we're talking and we're kind of no. They throwing hands. This whole like I'm gonna come to your trailer park and we're gonna know. Kano would have came to that door, kicked it down, or he would split the, the, the trailer in half with his, his eye laser beam eye, and they would have fought. It's not like, oh, oh. like, and of course, I know most of y'all gonna say, yeah, well, he was just doing it to, like, for his own benefit. Yes, but still, he was too friendly. And he was he was just like, he was he was a very big. Like, when Kung Lao was roasted, first of all, one of my favorite parts of the movie was Kung Lao was roasting that man. You trash. Sit down, <laughs> you shut up. He's like, yeah. you're talking to him. Kano, like, the way he was talking was just like he was like trying to like validate himself. Like Kano wouldn't say that. Kano would have Kano would have kettleballed across the table. He wouldn't have got up and talked and whined about it. He would have kettleballed to Kung Lao. But I don't know, man. This movie is just the whole Jax, don't even get me started on Jax, man. Like I First of all, we just gonna retcon the fact that Ernie Mac was the one that took Jax on. We just gonna throw that away. Just throw that away. No, he got his arms frozen and broken all by Sub Zero. That's what happened. And then they gave him these little tiny fucking spoon arms. They really gave his... that man small arms and was like the way he got big arms was he unlocked his power. No. I mean, I gotta keep these like minimal for the takes, but I'm, I'm gonna just say one more thing that I'm gonna do my unlimited take. This movie, man, it, it's like the girl was just forced in some parts and, he, and the cg was kind of bad in spots like if you, if you notice the cg the first part that i noticed was uh scorpion when he was fighting those guys in the, in the uh uh yard you see i'm like man that cg is super noticeable that like the blood look didn't even look that great in some spots but I, i'm gonna say the rest of my take i'm gonna let E go ahead and, and say what he got to say man wait so e he wasn't going in and out for you then too like no. Devin, his audio wasn't he was clean the whole time God, oh man, yeah, it's time to buy some new headphones. So, I'm gonna go, ahead, go start out by saying I didn't think it was that bad of a movie. Here I think, like, especially if you think about like a like if you think about it from like the perspective of like a, a movie in a vacuum of being a movie instead of you know what I mean? Because a lot a lot of like people that I talked to were like, "Yo, man, why didn't they do this?" You know, because this is the way it goes in the lore. But I'm like. Yeah, but let's be honest, like the first movie took some liberties with the lore too. Like it's not like the first movie like and people love that movie. You know, like it didn't it didn't stick 100% to the lore, close to the lore. As of, as for like Cole, number 1, like I feel like yeah, I like I I've said this before. I kind of like the idea of us having a new character instead of like, you know, focusing on Liu Kang because we we've, we've already seen Liu Kang. We like, Liu Kang has been done to death. We've seen Liu Kang for like the past like 20 years. Like as the main character of every of like every game, like it's like bro, like come on, I already know who Liu Kang is. How about giving somebody else a chance? Like you know what I mean? Like telling it from a different perspective, like telling the um, story from a different perspective. As for Kano, yeah, I don't know, man. Like Kano was a little like I know people like really liked Kano, and some people felt like he carried the movie. There were like some parts where I was just kind of like, man, like that part where he like spits on the on the what's called the the lawn gnome. I'm just like. 
bro, why is this in the movie? Like, I don't understand. Like, we know that Kano's like a like a dude that like you know is like a oh I'm a nasty guy, but it doesn't mean like he's literally like a disgusting nasty guy. Like he fights dirty. Like he's he's a guy that like just says what he's thinking, you know, kind of thing. Like he's just oh, I'm just like, dude, you gonna cut that? Huh? I've seen some of his stuff in the He literally spits on you like multiple times. Like, I mean, no, I'm just saying. But the thing is, it's like they what's called. He spits on the lawn no, and then they zoom in to the spot where he's where I'm like where he had to look. I'm just like, bro, yeah, really? Like, forced. I agree. That was forced. Yeah, he's like sitting there like, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay, does it? And then they're like, oh, and now we're gonna freak, we're gonna freaking like zoom in on it. Oh my god, look at what he did! I'm like, come on, man. I was, I, I saw that twice. I saw it once online with like uh, some, uh, with like a, with some friends, and then I saw it again in theaters, and I was disgusted both times. I was like, here it comes again. <laughs> I'm so nasty. It's like, bro, like, dude. Was, oh man, I was really mad. I was legitimately angry at that oh. point. But, but like, I don't know, man. Like, I got more to say, but I'm a, I'm gonna hand it off to our boy Rex on Max, man. Like, I got like a little bit more to say about this. Um, you know, I, you know. Okay, let me just start off with nice things to say. You know, if you're just a person that just want to watch a movie and have a good time and, you know, you just want to see something that's entertaining and stuff like that, then this movie isn't that bad. Like, if you're just a person who's watching it, you know, you're just an everyday person. You see somebody, you know, punching somebody nose in on, uh, you browsing through HBO Max and you cut it on and stuff like that and watch it. I mean, it's dope. I mean, it's, it's... you know, if you had nothing invested in it and stuff like that and you didn't know too much, I mean, it's a solid six, seven movie. You know what I'm saying? Nothing that you'd be like, hey, you know, I hate that I watched this and it was a waste of time. You know, you'd be like, oh, that was, you know, that was cool. You know, I'd, you know, tell my homeboy about it at work tomorrow that I, that I, that I saw it. You know, I saw it on a Sunday evening, you know, browsing, nothing to do, you know, wrapping up your Sunday, dreading Monday uh you know it's it's just you know it's cool but uh you know people who kind of already know stuff about mk and stuff like that i mean you know hey man you know first of all cole was trash he shouldn't have been in the movie um you know one thing i can't stand is people who just get powers and you whoop a dude who's been training for 50 million years like this man goro has savagely beaten and mauled like so many people throughout his however however old goro is i'm sure he's not 30 you know like i'm sure the dude's been around for a while and then this man just you know like oh i must protect my family and then just comes out and just somehow like kill (laughs) you know kills goro and i'm just Mm -hmm. like stop it like i can't stand like no he wouldn't have done that like this man i'm like no and then he like sliced through goro so easily and stuff like that as soon as he started attacking i'm just like this is no like if that's the case the first time goro slung you across the place you should have had a bust kidney or something like something should have been wrong with you you should have been limping or something not just getting up just like dang he hit kind of hard you know like not like that. So you know, just like I just didn't like Cole for that. Just the fact of just like, oh, he's the, he's the uh, the new guy, so he automatically is gonna just be be mauling people off the rip. Um, Raiden was another person I hated. It that dude wasn't Raiden. Like Raiden was the shortest dude in the movie. Like he was shorter than everybody. Like this one, 
I think Luke Kane was taller than Raiden. I'm like, man, Raiden in the cartoons at least like a solid six foot five in the uh, games, like a solid six foot five, man. Come on, now. This man don't look. I mean, he looking up, literally looking up at Shang Tsung like, yeah, man, you ain't going to do this to us. We we them boys. It's like, bro, nobody believe you, bro. Get get out of my face, pipsqueak. You know, nobody, like you need, like we, we just not know. He just didn't give me like no no elder god vibes man like period like it's no i don't i didn't believe him i didn't like that cast um the person that they cast for that role um man like you know i don't, I don't like that we didn't get to see scorpion until the end but you know it is what it is yeah. but uh I, I, one thing i also didn't like with scorpion is just he didn't really do much like like yeah he was fighting but i mean this man sub-zero you know, using all his powers, like forming ice in his hand, making daggers out of your blood and stuff like that from ice, you know, throwing up the ice wall and throwing you through it. This man, Scorpion, with all his stuff, he basically was just throwing the chain the whole time and just, you like, actually fighting with his blade. And it wasn't until the end when he actually just shot fire at his mouth that he actually did, like, some, like, special-type moves. So I, I, I that accumulated with, the, like, he just didn't show up till really, really late. That kind of like you know sucked and stuff like that, but I don't know. I guess I mean I don't know how long I've been going because I ain't timing myself. But you know, I mean, just to wrap it all up, I mean it was just it's just stuff in that movie. I just you know, I, let me talk about Kano right quick. It, yeah, they did try to make him like extra disgusting for no reason. Like didn't he like he like flatulating one of the scenes like. Like didn't he like I I could have I could have sworn like he pooted or something during one of the scenes like and 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 spit right after that and I'm like this dude like yeah he big burly and you know kind of like you know like a you know a big tough guy but like that don't like he's not that nasty man come on like that's disgusting that's just like you know like it's like he said like he, he's not that type of like yeah like you know he's just more like the big burly you know not not so kept up guy but he's not like literally like that disgusting now come on like that's that's not what he doing like you know the dude that when i'm not fighting i'm literally just sitting on your couch all day uh down in modelos and stuff like that all day like he just don't seem like that type of dude and like Devin said he seemed like he was just mad friendly you know like, literally sitting here having back and forth shouting matches with these people. Like, no, bro, like, the blade out already, bro. We running hands. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this talking. So, you know, it was, it was just so many things to point out with the movie that, you know, that if you already kind of, like, have an MK investment, it's really, really hard to just go ahead and just be like, yeah, this movie was solid. If you don't, it's solid, but if you kind of already have, like, your mind... I, I went into it wanting it to be good. Like, I didn't want it... I didn't go into it, like, just want it to be trash. I don't want nothing fighting games to be trash. But, hey, man, you know, sometimes you go into something I wanted it to be trash and it end up being trash. So, you know, uh, anybody else have anything to add? So, I know you say that they were, you know, Cole as a new character. I think my issue and a lot of other people's issue is the fact that we already have new characters that they could have Takeda, Jackie, Cassie. Like you bring some like there was no context to Cole except for at the end they like, Oh, he was Scorpion's descendant or whatever, or he was part of the Shiari. Like you had Takeda, all these other characters you could have perfect times to show like how they originated. You could have even shown Scorpion training Takeda. Cassie's son uh, training Takeda. Um, well, Ken, Kenshi's son, 
Kenshi's son being trained by Scorpion uh, like you could have done that you could have showed like Jackie's like how she came to be she in the military like her father Cassie you know all these things and they picked just some random dude fighting and like there no none no other importance it's like if they, if they gave him like some other importance besides just tacking on the fact that he was a, a, ch- a scorpion descendant I would have been uh, kind of okay with that and now he's like oh I'm about to go find Johnny Cage like so we just set up we just set up like sequels for this just to be this like come on like man. you just know we go one another like my, my only thing the, the, the movie just felt like the older movies is fine because I feel like those older movies there's a charm to them because this was the 90s and we all know at the time stuff was just not at, at a certain level so those those movies to me I don't really like enjoy the movie they alright but it's, because it is what it is Street Fighter 2 the same thing you look at those movies actually bad movies but because of the time and the, the popularity at the time it's like we're going to make these movies they're going to be cheesy but it's what it is we're in the year 2021 there's been decades of source material there's been multiple games like how can you not like it was Goro? He got he cut his head off. Like Goro's not gonna be oh man. Like I got three other arms. Goro's the type of character you cut his hand off. He gonna be like, whoop! I lost one. I got three more. He wouldn't even flinch. He cut Goro's head off. Oh, like Goro punched you with the cut off hand. He, the dude from even Mbaki. There's a character Mbaki as a human who literally got his hand cut off. I appreciate that. I can punch you harder now. And you telling me Goro? Goro's not gonna do that. Was a regular dude in Baki on Netflix here. Got his hand cut. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on a second. Hold on one second. That is not a regular dude. Are you kidding? Dopo, Dopo Orochi is not a regular dude. Say the only humans. They're not like they're not some type of dragon slash human with four arms. He's a regular, and he was like, "Oh, you cut my hand off. I can punch you harder now." Bro, I'm scared. <laughs> Since I cut his head off, he tell me I'm gonna punch you. Or I can punch you harder because I don't have Yo, to worry I'm... about breaking my head. <laughs> and then they gonna make Goro oh, oh, lost the head. Oh my god! Come on, man. I mean, I mean, because like Goro is the kind of person that like he's basically he goes yeah, through just like in the first movie. Just like in the first movie, he's somebody that nobody basically is just like, oh well, nobody can hurt me. So if he's if, if he's gone through almost all of his fights and almost been and been like basically virtually un unbeatable unheardable by everybody he's fought and then somebody cuts his hand off i'd be surprised too i'd be like oh uh that's that's, to that's new savage it, they portray Goro in the game he's this fucking menacing savage like he's not he don't have no emotions like that he's supposed to be like look i'm gonna rip and have i i don't care if you if you stab me while you do like he's like he was he was being affected like he was a regular person like, it hurt like come on man this girl you saw how easy they sliced girl open like this man was birthday cake or something and like like rex son said the fact that cole just got these powers he was fighting sub-zero like uh uh-uh blocking oops like bro you you can barely fight in the cage match are you fighting grandmaster (laughs) over here you fighting sub-zero behan you should be like come on like I just I don't get it, man. Like, it's just like you you all this source material. Not one teleport from Scorpion. Not one. Not one rise from the ground like yeah. lava. Nothing. None of that. Just yeah, that was spear. Kind of you know what I'm spear, saying, bro. And then you finish it off with the like you the halitosis, bro. Come on, man. Like, and my, my now I will say back on Kano. 
Y'all must say y'all must ain't seen Kano in these games. Kano is nasty. This man, I think he scratches himself in the games. He he literally spits on you as an a, a, attack stream. Is he spits on you as part of the stream? Square triangle spit. Bro, the man didn't flatulate, bro. I'm yeah, sure he I'm ain't flatulating you. the game. Bro, I have no yeah. problem with him spitting, but it's the fact that they were, they, they, like, it's like him spitting on you, okay, fine, but he's sitting there, like, gearing up the hawk loogie. Like, he's sitting there, it wasn't even like, whoop, like, I would have, I would have respected that. I could have respected that, but he's sitting there, like, he was like, he wasn't, it, it was almost like he wasn't even prepared to do it. He was just like, yo, man, I'm about to do this. It's like somebody's trying to do a layup and they, and they kind of missed the layup the first time. They're like, oh, geez. And then they gotta just do it again. I'm like, all right, I got it this time. Like it's like, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, by the way, guys, we're gonna go. Look, look what he did. Look what he did. And I was like, oh man, please, dude. Like, we could have gone the entire movie. What did that prove other than, oh yeah, Kano's a nasty guy? It's like, yeah, bro, that, that was we know five, that. That was it's like, five, I agree. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, I actually thought really Kano was guy. funny. I actually, I actually think he did make the movie better. But you know, it was, it's just me. It was, he, he was funny. At first, it was okay, but it was too much. They forced it too much. Also, not to mention, one Kano's intro in MK11 is him peeing. He's taking a pee while he's getting ready to run hands with you. Unwashed hands. I don't even mind that. <laughs> At least it's not. I think when you get stole off, the least you gotta worry about is a little, a little Kano. urine drizzle on my, uh, on my knuckles. Kano don't care. He spit on you. He, I think he, I think he throws. If I'm not mistaken, somebody, I don't want to say he does something with his nose. He picks his nose, he scratches his butt, something, but Kano nasty. Bro, didn't so somebody... Was... <clears throat> I'm sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> uh, so, so they got that, but it was just forced. It's like, up until a certain point in the movie, I'm like, okay, y'all trying too hard with this, man. Like, that's why I said that, to me, they got... Kung Lao was probably one of the most accurate in the movie. Kung Lao was pretty accurate. Um, I mean, everything is the, the look, the effects, everything to me with Kung Lao was kind of spot on. Jax, kind of spot Jax on. Horrible, bro. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like <laughs> him punching me, he's like, they say me, Sonya. Uh, like, I, I, and, and, and oh, the powers, like, ah! the powers just, I'm like, there's no, there's no con. So that's the thing. There's no continuity. Stop adding all these unnecessary extra stuff. You say, oh well, the people need the the birthmarks to get them. Or you can kill somebody to get a birthmark, but you have to unlock your powers. Sonya killed Kano, and she just came in and shot a ring. In the next scene, what, what, what did she go through? I guess and, she got it from running. And how Melina died to just a special move? Are you serious? She yeah, just, that was kind of weird. Like, bird, come on now. <laughs> You mean tell me she she been teleporting all over uh, all over uh, a ring shot? Come on now, and she looked terrible. I, our good friend the he was like, man, Melina looked ter- she looked terrible. Second of all, why was her mouth not already like this? Her mouth wasn't formed into that. Her mouth is already like a tarcotton. Yeah, I'm like, now what y'all saying? Like after the match is gonna re- it's gonna resow itself, and she gonna go back to normal? She just eating a bunch of chocolate or something, just dried on her face. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I don't know, man. They just, 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 they just
Why was Luke was Kane so it? weak? That's what I want to know. Why was Luke Kane so trash in this movie? It's Luke Kane. Man, like, the dude, like, all the, you know, they gave him, like, okay, he, you know, he wise. He seemed like he going to be that dude. And Cabal came and literally had that dude up against the wall. Like, yeah, your homeboy finna get He's finna get his soul sucker, and then he just got him with a sneak attack in the throat, and that's how he got away. It's not like he got away just because like I'm that guy. It's like he kind of snuck him and got the whole time he was he was mopping Luke Kane, like deboing him. And then next thing you know, y'all finally leave, regroup, and come back, and y'all can y'all just demolish, kill these men, take their lives within like two minutes, a two minute montage. Like I don't believe it, bro. I don't believe it. There's like this story advancing script writing is just is wild. I don't believe like people dying and stuff like that. I just don't believe it. They kill loot. They kill Kung Lao so weird. Like everybody teleporting and they just be like, stop him. Like, oh, so you just go stop him like that. And then they act like they act, um, Raiden, like, why didn't you save him? They're like, hey, man, what nothing I could do. It's like, well, why did you help teleport teleport us then if it ain't nothing you can do? Like, yeah, you know what? That always bothered me about the whole like Mortal Com- Mortal Kombat in general. Like, always bothered me. The whole Raiden is like, oh, I can't interfere, that kind of thing. It's just like, bro, are you, you kidding me? You interfering the whole what? time. What are you talking about, man? I, it, that always irritated me. Every game, every <laughs> like games, movies, specifically the movies, because it's always like so. Basically, they like. It's like if um you're you're in a boxing match and you're and you're and you're like uh, 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 and then all of a sudden like the the what's called the dude's coach sees that he's losing and he just comes in the ring and starts fighting with him. It's like oh geez, and then you look back at your coach like hey man get in the ring and help me. I'm sorry bro, I can't interfere. What? His coach is literally <laughs> in the ring with him helping him fight. And you're just gonna stand there and watch me get beaten up? And here help me. Nah, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not allowed to interfere. The other elder, the other coaches are gonna get mad at me. I'm sorry. Hey, man. I mean, he's sitting there interfering the whole time. They showed up in the Debo. You like, all right, let me put up this shield, protect everybody. Like, all right, cool. You know. Then next thing you know, they run up. They run up again after you know Kano does, but predictably what he's gonna do. And they turn Kano so Kano easily. Dude Kano just came up like. Listen, bro, come on, man. What you doing? For real. You know you ain't no good. For real, bro. Come on. Like, yeah, you right. What you want me to do? Like, yeah. that, like that was it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, Kano. Like, Cabal. Like, you like, want money? He, came up, he was like, Cabal. He was like, man, I know, I know, Red dude. I know you got to pay rent. <laughs> Basically. Phone dude. Yeah. Ain't nothing phone going man. on but the rent. Phone gonna get cut off, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> like, Bro, they ain't even got Wi-Fi. Yeah, here, basically. Bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. they got. They, they got. I know you. Str- I know you're hurting. We got. We got. It's like a, at the crib. It's like, but y'all, you over in the Shaolin Temple. They got Spectrum, bro. We we got we got AT and T, man. Five of It's like I mean, it's like basically he said, "Hey, man, like, you want money? Yeah, all right, fine. Like, we can give you money. All right, what do I have to do? That's what Kano. That's that's literally Kano, like." He don't care. He could be on the side. Like, I'm on their side. Like, hey, man, we often, like, double and then double that, which you doubled and double that again. Oh, all right, bet. That's that's literally Kano. This man. Literally. Go ahead. But uh, I was saying that's literally Kano, but it's just like the way they did it was like you did all this build up him being campy with Sonya and all this stuff. And then it's like, come on, man. We knew this was going to happen in the first place. 
We just thought it was gonna be him doing the only. But like they got what's going on. I'm gonna go to them. It ain't been forced cabal. He's just like talking. His his talking points were like okay, it fit his personality. But he was it was again forced too much of it. Like it's just like he's doing too much of it. Like come on, man. Man. And they. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Luke Kane was like weak. Like he just, it's like he he really wasn't no like difference maker like he would have been in the games. And then Raiden, like you know, he talking about he don't interfere, but you finna teleport us all out of here from getting our from getting our head buzzed. Like, come on, bro, you can interfere. Stop playing. You interfering right now. Yeah. Like with us, like with us being alive right now, you interfered to do this. Like, stop it. Like, get in here and throw some hands, bro. But you know. <clears throat> I mean, it's just so much stuff. Like the more you think about it, the more you're just like, why'd they do that? I mean, the whole time they had me cold. Think they had me thinking Cole was a uh, Scorpion's son, and then next thing you know, you get to the end, they like it wasn't even a boy. That was a girl, fam. That's, like, that was also confusing. <laughs> and it's same, like, right? okay, what a girl at? She ain't in the movie. Like, oh, oh, okay. That made, that was confusing too. It's like y'all not even really being consistent, like with y'all story that y'all done made up, because. That baby was left. That was Scorpion's child, right? So again, yeah. you think it, this is Cole is his son, but then it wouldn't make sense because they were way back in way times. So it wouldn't make sense for Cole to be like thirty something in today's time. But it's like, oh, if you defeat Cole, the she already used line will be done. So does that mean what? What about the people that came before him? Because he's a descendant of somebody else, right? Is everybody else dead? That don't make sense. So isn't there some other she already descendants out there? I'm just I, I'm gonna say this is my last thing I'm gonna say about this movie and also E you've you voluntarily watched this movie multiple times like three times <laughs> yeah yeah I did well, I, I, I mean cause the thing is it's like I don't like one of the things I don't worry about is like how it relates to like other Mortal Kombat movies and where it goes in the game because like cause like I, I put it this way if I did that for every video game movie I watched I would never enjoy myself i like, I'm an overthinker. I'm, if I do that, I'm not going to enjoy any... I don't enjoy any video game movie like that if I'm thinking about it. I wouldn't I wouldn't have enjoyed the first Mortal Kombat movie that much. Like, come on, man. Like, let's let's talk about Goro in the first movie for a second. Like, Goro got, like... Like, at least there was a fight that Goro had to do. Like, he was on screen fighting, actually fighting somebody for more than two minutes. In the first Mortal Kombat movie, what happened? He beat Art. He didn't even... He basically stood there like a tank took the hits, and then just be like, and then beat to, beat Art, put him up, Shang Tsung takes his soul, all right? What's the next thing that happens? All right, shows up, Johnny Cage punches him in the groin, and then he basically, Goro is a joke character for the next 30 seconds, oh, God, and then Johnny Cage runs away, he chases Johnny Cage, Johnny Cage kicks him off a cliff. I mean, come on, man. So Come on. So like, if we're going to talk about how like how downgraded Goro was, let's talk about that. Like we if we have to mention how downgraded he was in that movie. Like that like forget about how he was in this movie. In that movie, he was severely downgraded. He was basically basically just like a uh, he's basically walking around with a big target on his chest. Like he's like, "Oh, yeah, right here, man. I I'm ready. I'm ready to go right now. Just do it. Just do it. I'm you're definitely I'm I'm the guy I'm just I'm set up just so you can knock me down. Like, at least in this one, he actually had to fight somebody. At least there was a progression in the fight. And that one is just like, 
bah, oh god, oh, where is he? Oh god, he knocked me off a cliff. I'm like, you see me one, one side of the movie, right? He lost all of them in this one. Bro, like, Robin? I said, you said we won a fight in, the, in, the, in that movie. He lost the. the oh, yeah, right? I guess. Champion for... Grove. But, yeah, no. I understand about this movie. Watch, it. watch Mortal Kombat. Matter of fact, I'm going to watch the Scorpion movie because I'm pretty sure that's from what I've heard is leagues better than this. And I'll say watch Mortal Kombat. Um, what is it? Legacy. That's 10 times better. Don't watch this. Don't spend right. $15. No, $16 because it's going to be plus tag. Don't, don't watch this. Watch something free. Mortal Kombat, what I think is Legacy, much better, much better. And you're like, how can this be better than this? Like, don't don't waste your time and money on this. Bro, well, if, if you let your characters like... get mollywopped, don't give them grand entrances like that. Don't do a sky shot where a big door open and you just see a big shadowy figure on the ground. You don't even see him, and you sitting there wondering, like, oh my goodness, who is that? That looks like that boy. Then next thing you know, you show up coming out of this uh, barn that looked like it's three feet shorter than what he is and then you like oh this finna be it and then the dude just open him up like a ham sandwich like this this mess like no you might as well just introduce him like and we're gonna send that guy over there to fight him and they pan over and girls like hey i'm goro so jacks being like i've been on four tours so what do you say something about how many tours you been on like, it shouldn't matter. You fighting a dude that's a general in another home realm. This dude should have molly to you. You shouldn't have had an easy time to like, oh, push him, grab his helmet, uh, uh, smash. Brother, are you serious? They literally gave that man Shinnok bone hands for, like, the he movie. Did the, he did have the bone shape of variation on Yeah, he definitely did, though. Until, until like he just so happened was one of the ones that was like, oh, so what was his power gonna be if he never got his arms removed? The small arms. He was just gonna get maybe maybe like really strong, maybe really strong arms. Who knows? And see that that's the that's the reason because like with it being more to come, but there has to be some context to it. So that that made no sense. It's like how how would that even that would even make sense? Just one more to come, like. If you said in this movie that all these people got these things from certain things, okay, cool. Let's say that wasn't even related to Mortal Kombat. Okay, well, he got his arms, like, so like you said, if he never lost his arms, wouldn't it have made sense to him to get arms once he got his arms taken off? Because that was more traumatic than what happened to him. Oh, I got to pick up a rock. Him losing his arms would have been, that, like, that would have made sense at that time. He grew, like, these metal arms. But then you say, oh, he got his arms because he grew he replaced his arms with these weak metal arms, and then he So make it make sense. So even if it wasn't related to Mortal Kombat, that still made no sense at all. And Sonya made no sense. How she just came out shooting her with no activation. Does it activate mm-hmm. automatically if you kill a person that has a, a birthmark? Is that how that works? They didn't I don't think they explained that. But they were saying that it has to be some type of, you know, traumatic like like a saying, oh acrylic like Come on, man. Make it make sense. So even if this wasn't a Mortal Kombat movie, it still wouldn't have made sense. Didn't randomly out the blue when somebody beat somebody in a match, you just heard fatality out of nowhere? Yeah, they, and they Like, didn't they that happen? Like, what campy. is that? They kept, they would, this movie was too, they forced it. It's too campy. Like, stop trying to, like, it's like they're trying to make too much of the game in the movie. Like, 
guess you do it to a point, but it's like when you when you like with the whole get over here thing, like they they focus so much on that stuff, it's like you're not focusing on the stuff that actually matters. Fatality. Yeah, the whole get over here thing was weird, man. Fatality. I was like, what? Like, who said this? They might as well have somebody in the movie pop out and say, Yeah, Kung yeah, Lao did say that. They did Kung Lao so horrible, man. That was, that was pretty bad. The one dude who was a boss and was going to get us up out of here just. He died from trying to save the scrub of the movie. But, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. I will will say that this doesn't necessarily change my opinion of the movie. But, like, this movie was not necessarily... Like, this movie was kind of made at a time when things weren't exactly, like, kosher. Because this was kind of a movie that was made during... Like, kind of started, I think, during the time of COVID. Like, when things were getting really messed up. And if anybody watched, like, a show like Fargo like season four Fargo, you can see like how how something like that, how, how like something like the pandemic can really alter how the show goes. Cause Fargo season four, the one with Chris Rock in it was, um, it was uh, it was like halfway through, basically like like close to the end of the um, show, they, uh, they had one point where they did like one thing which was completely ridiculous. I don't even want to talk about it on here. But like, it was like something that they're kind of like, oh, well, it's part like the pandemic is happening. So we got to do this. And then it was like, oh, wait, we can come back. But then it's like, then people are trying to take, this is before, this is before we have the, what's called, right? Before we have the, um, um, the vaccine. So people are having to do like safety protocols and stuff like that before they can even come back. This is the show, a, a show that's supposed to take place during the winter time. And by the time people can come back, like everything, things are different. Like some of the characters, aren't around anymore because you made a really bad decision a really bad decision based on the story and stuff like that you come back it's not even winter anymore it's spring all the snow is melted and it just it, just the whole landscape of the show was different by the time they came back so it's like i'm not saying that this is necessarily an excuse but it's definitely something to take into consideration about how about the stresses and like the the hurdles of trying to get a movie made when like there's a pandemic going on you know what i mean like it's not it's definitely not going to form as well as like some other movies in better circumstances. We appreciate that good guy. He is, it's, it's nice to at least, you know, with this trash present to at least end it with a nicely wrapped bow. So, you know, we, we appreciate <laughs> it, man. Um, so <laughs> with that being said, that conversation and basically almost led us to a hour and 45 minute podcast. So, um, We've come to our ending remarks. Uh, well, the fellas leave um, everybody with their last and closing thoughts. So starting with you, Mr. Game and Left, what's the last thing you want to let the people know? Just remember that when you're in dire times, just try real hard and you'll get middle arms. Um, I'm going to try for mine this weekend. Uh, hopefully they, hopefully it uh, goes pretty well. Um, just remember that. Uh, also, remember that turtlenecks uh, absorb a lot of damage. Uh, they're very uh, useful against punches from big dudes with forearms. So if you got any turtlenecks and you feel like you're in danger at any point, make sure to wear those. It would be a good uh, way to stay safe out in these streets. Um, play Virtual Fighter when it comes out. Um, you know, even though I probably won't be playing it for too much longer. Um, yeah, so that's all I have to say, man. Um, I'm gonna stop uh, dogging on this movie right now and just go ahead and uh, put my closing remarks because I could be talking about this forever. But uh, another episode in the books, man. Glad to be here. Um, I, I already knew that that last topic was gonna be spicy, so that's why I had my 
my pipe full of salt ready. So, you know, I had to keep my levels, uh, had to keep my levels up. So, but yeah, um, again, I don't know if uh, E or Rexon mentioned it before. I think he did. But uh, again, don't forget the Patreon. Uh, like you said, Hard Reads podcast, all that. Plus frames, um, behind the scenes stuff, uh, bloopers, all the bloopity blips and stuff that people like to see that are funny. All that type of stuff can be found on the Patreon. You know, if y'all feel like supporting. Again, we do appreciate your support on Twitter, YouTube, watching, sharing. All those things matter. Yeah. You know, as you as you do stuff, you feel, you realize that just little simple stuff matters. Like just sharing. Sometimes people just don't want to share. It's like just stuff like that. If you take the time and share, we appreciate it. Just sharing, retweeting, whatever. That stuff means a lot. So appreciate y'all watching, commenting. Uh, even though he's still not going to read them, some, somebody will, um, but not him. So, uh, yeah, keep commenting, keep supporting, and we appreciate it, guys. And we love doing this every Friday. That's why we're here like Clockwork. So I'm handing out to my boy E. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, thanks to my boy, Mr. Game and Lift. Thanks, of course, to both Mr. Game and Lift and Rex on Max for, you know, have, uh, having your boy MCE Mason come back and, like, be, allowing me to spew all types of ridiculousness every single Friday. You know I really appreciate it. It's very therapeutic. Once again, I suggest all, some of you out there try it from time to time. It's good for the soul. Uh, once again, I would say, um, you know, uh, even if you don't like it, at least give the Mortal Kombat movie a chance. Go check it out. Uh, definitely give Virtual Fighter Five a chance. You might be surprised at how much you like it. It, like as like we mentioned before, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, it, you're already going to be able to play it for free. I think on like Tuesday. So if you're going, if I mean, you might as well just go ahead and do it. You know, it's like it's free. It's probably not going to take up that much space on your uh, hard drive. Just give it a chance and see how you feel. Definitely. Give Jeffrey McWild a chance. He's a really cool character. Uh, as always, it's great to be here for another uh, input-output episode with my two co-hosts. Uh, I have a great time on here. I feel like I say every single time, like, it just really fulfills me. I feel really good about coming on here and, um, you know, just uh, uh, contributing to, like, a really great project. Like, the input-output show is, like, a, a project that I believe in and uh, that I that I, I support for, um uh, wholeheartedly so uh, i'd like to uh, thank all of you out there who also um, show your support by contributing just by sharing liking watching you know commenting you know we're always willing to like you know uh, like especially with people like a uh, big sif who are constantly throwing out um ideas for um topics so if you have a topic that you think that we should probably that we should be covering please feel free to leave some in the comments like um mr gameless said i won't be reading those so uh, with that said, uh, we're going to hand it off to my boy Rex on Max for his closing remarks. Uh, it's always great to be back, you know, and talk about fighting game topics. You know, I usually like to keep stuff on the positive side, but there were so many things walking away from the MK movie that I was just like, I just, I just don't understand why this is a thing. So, you know. Um, I really want to hear what you guys think, you know, leave in the comments on one of the videos, uh, what you guys think about it. Uh, the movie for yourself personally, I mean, you know, I, I, I definitely say, you know, give it a watch. You know, I feel like everybody, especially in the FGC, should give it a watch. Do I think you should pay that fee at HBO Max to give it a watch? You know, I just say give it a watch, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so make sure you go check that out. Definitely support Virtual Fighter. You, you never know. You know, you might pick up the game and, you know, uh, it'll take you for a ride. So definitely watch it. I mean, definitely play it, you know, support it and things like that. These developers work hard on the stuff that they're doing to try to give us some type of fighting game. So, you know, at least, you know, try for a week. 
you know, uh, Mr. Gaming will probably do a day, so, but, you know, it is what it is. And, yeah, I'm, I'm with Mr. Gaming List, man. Like, you know, if you want to, you know, some metal arms, just go in the gym, grab some weight that you know you can't lift, <laughs> and just keep going and pulling and pulling, and eventually you go, you know, get your, eventually it's gonna, your arms go transform into metal arms. If your bones just break or a bicep tear, you did it wrong. Try it again. So, yeah, you know, don't stop believing you know, I'm probably finna go do my Sonya Blade, hurry up and run somewhere, and then by the time I get there, I can shoot uh, high-powered energy beams. You know, <laughs> I'm, I've been I've been wondering how you get uh, power, so I'm, I'm thinking that definitely got to be it, not the one-punch man or exercise routine. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode of the Input Output. As always, we're glad for the support, and we'll see you next time. Peace out, folks. Love, peace, and hair grease, everybody.